just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sikoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 30 minutes. Hope you're uh, having a good day, a good morning at least. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. First, let's introduce the folks who are in the studio from Swan Financial, Randy Rocky, 645-0736. Randy, good to see you. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. And also Lee Harris, who's legal counsel at Limestone Title and Escrow. We love them as well as Randy. Uh, the phone number to call Lee on his, her personal cell phone. And she's great because she was a former attorney for the board, the commission, real estate commission in the state of Kentucky. She knows her stuff. 502-649-7964. Good to have you here, Lee. Good morning, Bob. Thanks Good. for having me. Our pleasure. You know, it's funny. We're, um, I say you know your stuff. As we were walking into the studio, I was talking to Lee about a, a concern I have that this is a slower time for some agents, but still a busy time, for example, for us and many other agents. And it seems like some agents want to make busy work for themselves. Have you seen the, noticed this at all by chance, by questions? Because we had an agent, we, we had a multiple offer on a home. We went ahead and took the highest and best. My, my seller is absolutely thrilled. And the buyer agent who represents the, uh, the buyer wants us to reject their offer officially. There's no nothing in there that that needs to be said. Well, right? the um, a lot of sellers feel like uh, if an offer is made on their home, then the buyer needs to reject it, or uh, buyers feel like if a seller makes uh, receives their offer, they need to reject it in writing. They don't yeah. have to do that. They don't. Um, that it can that. expire on its own time frame. If you say you have till tomorrow at noon to accept my offer, then at that point it expires. So. That's just one case, and I feel for the buyer and the buyer agent, but to make more work for my seller, I just don't understand why that would be needed. And then on top, because for us it's just a piece of paper, but my seller's like, well, why? This, there's no need to. And then we've had another agent who we put in, my seller puts in smoke detectors as required in Jefferson County that are new 10-year non-removable lithium smoke detectors. And then she sends me an email, well, where's the receipt for the smoke detectors? And I check with my seller. He, couldn't find the receipt, and there's no reason to supply the receipt anyway other than for the seller to show that he did it for his own documentation. But nothing in the ordinance uh, that's out there requires a receipt for a new smoke detector, correct? Right. Everything that uh, a buyer and seller are required to do is in the contract. If it's not in the contract, they don't have to do it. And there's nothing in the contract that says they have to supply a receipt. I think what we should be doing for buyer agents is to set the expectations, and for sellers as well, and say, listen, we're going to make an offer. We may not, if, if the, the offer expires or you're not accepted, here are what, here's what could happen. We could have it accepted. We could get it rejected in writing. Or we may not get any writing at all. They're just going to say they've gone on with another offer. I think it's all about agents setting expectations for their clients. And that's what we're seeing. I guess when agents are slow, they're trying to find busy work for themselves or for their, for their brokerage. I don't know. But uh, just saying, our fellow agents who are listening... Let's let's make sure we're cognizant of everyone's time out there that those who are busy, you don't want to make more problems for them or try to make more problems. It just seems a little ridiculous. Okay, I've said my piece. There we go. Let's move on to your questions. 376-5483 is my direct cell phone number. But if you want to find an agent or you want to buy or sell a home here in Louisville, go to louisvilleagent.com. That's louisvilleagent.com. Now to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sikoler. Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, 
Bob, this is Sims. I want a bigger room for my toys. How can I make my mom sell and buy a new house so I can have a bigger room? Oh, Sims. Listen, let me just say something there, buddy. Um, You can't make your mommy or daddy buy a new house. You don't want to do that because you're just a little young at this point. But I have a suggestion. I think that the best thing that kids who've got a lot of toys can do is show mom and dad how clean and neat you keep your room by cleaning up all the time and putting your toys away. So that's going to do two things. One, it's going to show mom or dad or whoever that you're responsible and that you take pride in a clean room. And if all the toys are put away and then mom or dad notices, you know, we need more room because we don't have enough room for your toys, then Sims, maybe that's when they decide that they might want to look for a bigger home. But I think the first step, don't you both agree, folks? Yes. Yeah. Is everybody cleans the room because I know my kids, when they were growing up, that was the one thing that we had to deal with. And now with the grandkids, the grandkids constantly getting toys. I know when the birthdays come around, we shower them with toys. And now where do you put those toys? They got to be put away. Got to find a place to put them away, right? That's right. Okay. Yes, All right, buddy. Good luck. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Erica. We found a great house in the perfect neighborhood, but I'm concerned about the schools for my kids. Is there a way to find out if there are good schools in the neighborhood? So let's first talk about the bigger elephant in the room, so to speak, on this, Erica, and that is agents. And again, we know a lot of agents listen to us. We're not allowed by law to direct or steer. Lee, you want to yes. talk about that for a moment? Sure. Yes. Um, agents are supposed to just take you to the property that you may want, four bedrooms, three baths, etc. However, there is a lot of information out there now online. Um, if you find a neighborhood you like or a house you like, you can go online. You can find out what the school district is, uh, all kinds of information that probably 20 years ago you couldn't find. But, yep. yes, the agent is going to uh, bring you to the homes that meet your criteria, but then um, it's incumbent upon you to go online and find out what school district it is, is it a good school, etc. School ratings is a good term to search on Google for. Uh, one great website would be greatschools.org. That's a great uh, website to start with. But the goal for you on this, Erica, is as agents, we have, there are so many regulations that we have to watch and be cognizant of. We go for error and omission training, uh, continuing education on a regular basis. We're very highly regulated. In fact, Lee Harris teaches a number. We actually had a class from her last year, which was one of the best classes. My agents and I both agree, all of us agree, that you, you taught one of the best classes on regulations and practical use of information that we've ever been in. Well, thank you. It was great. I enjoyed it. So agents and brokers listening, if you're looking for continuing ed, Lee Harris, remark, I'm telling you, I'll give you the number again. She is remarkable when it comes to this. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Julie. Yeah. So I'm buying a home next month. Do I need a pre-approval or a pre-qualification? What's the difference? That's a really good question these days because there's a little bit of a difference, Randy. Uh, pre-qualification means that you did not get it fully underwritten. Very rarely, rarely do do you have a file that's a pre-approval, which is a completely 
verified and underwritten uh, scenario. Well, that's what a pre-approval is. What it's uh, stated to be, supposedly, supposedly, and 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 I and you you are fine if you have a professional mortgage loan officer. They will put you in a situation to make sure, even with a pre-qualification letter, that you're set and ready to go. So let's take it from the beginning for anybody who's thinking about buying a home or those who are thinking about selling a home, because this is really important. So there were some changes. What was it? Back in 2012, I think, Lee, the Obama administration working with the big banks, the, the amount of due diligence that a, a loan officer, mortgage company, is able to do on a potential buyer. So... Um, here's Bob. I'm walking in. Hello, Randy. How you doing? I want to get a loan on a house. So you're going to ask me what? Basic information. That is correct. And it, we have to go by a loan application, it's called. It, it, right now it's four pages. It's about ready, which Lee probably knows. It's about ready to be extended. Uh, and you have to go through all the individual questions. At that point, then you upload it to an under, uh, automated underwriting system that gets you an approval. If you get a, an approval on an automated underwriting. But if it's rejected, then what? If it's rejected, then more than likely you can do what's called a manual underwrite. Uh-huh. Uh, and that gets a lot hairier and it's a lot more detailed to get someone uh, actually to the closing table. So, so we don't pro- do a lot of manual oh, underwrites. But so if it's rejected, something in the credit history or something somewhere along the lines didn't jive with the system that's set up to review. That's that right? right. Okay. Now, go ahead. Percentage of those who are automated approval for you are what? Nine, uh, 80%, 90%, you think? Probably in the 60, 65% okay. range. So if it comes back automated, then, they are, then they'll get a pre-approval letter based on what's happening. Well, they get a, still a pre-qualification because at that point you did not actually send them to a complete underwriting system, which is not common in our industry. All right, so let me just explain why this is so important. Because for sellers, when we get an offer on your house, and I'm talking pejoratively about all of us as agents, when we get an offer on your home and it comes with a pre-approval letter, there are still chances and some good chances that it still may not be enough of of a detailed investigation of the buyer's uh, credential correct. that and it's going to go through. Here, here, And here's what a lot of companies are doing um, that I think is wrong, is you, you when you get in a situation where you see any area at all that could could possibly keep this from being underwritten and being, I mean, being approved and actually go to the closing table, take it to a, a, a supervisor. Take it to someone in your organization or then – send it up. There's a lot, there are a lot of situations where you literally have a qualified buyer. And as long as you check their income, their assets, just, you know, a laundry list of things that we have to as professionals in the mortgage industry, Mm -hmm. you're good to go. But anytime it's a little quirky, then that's when you should get, you, you need to get other people involved. You really do. I think you need more than one set of eyes on it. And it's something that Swan is very, been very conscientious uh, about. Oh, doing. we've been very yeah. conscientious, as you know, Bob, and and, 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 and and you learn from mistakes. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but here's here's my point for sellers. And listen, this is the problem: in that not all loan officers will do the due diligence up front. They'll issue a, a pre-approval letter. Absolutely. The sellers get into a false sense of security that this loan is good to go, and they accept the offer. When all of a sudden they turn, it turns around, and it's not good to go. The seller's agent could then get blamed, saying, "Well, why didn't you do?" Some more investigation. Well, the point is, 
likely were not allowed to get in the middle of this between the buyer and their, right. their mortgage company. No, yeah, that's their I, deal. I think just on a surface level, I got to tell you, I think it's wrong. I, I'm, I'm upset with the government, well, when, who's not, but I'm upset that they don't allow more detailed review to get the the buyers on board because if they're going to be able to buy, they need to know up front so they don't make spend money and make plans that are going to be down the road quashed. And then for the sellers, they want to know if the buyer says they're pre-approved that it, they're legitimately pre-approved that they can close. And I think we have a disconnect right now in our society with this. Well, and I, and I, and it's sad in our industry. Sometimes people get in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And they do in the mortgage industry, and yeah. just well, like in, in just all like, industries, I think. And and yeah. and what you have to do is that's when you have to slow down. And I'll get off my. I, I don't usually no, take up much. It, but, no, but well, I, I don't. I don't usually talk much. I usually point. am very quick on our radio yeah, you, on but, our questions. But yep. you have got to slow down, and we preach it every week in our sales meeting. Yep. Really sincerely, you have got to slow down and make sure that customer is pre-approved. It causes so many problems if that loan doesn't close. And so, I mean, just emotionally to the customer. To both the sellers and the buyers. It's it's an awful situation. We don't don't have it happen very often. Thank God. Want to ask a question on the radio? Hey, that's easy. Just call anytime, and it will record automatically. It'll ring a couple of times, but then you'll be picked up for a question. 502-252-1980. I'm sorry. 252-1890 or... Go to AskLouisville.com. Yep, AskLouisville.com. You'll get the number there and then record. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHS. Good morning. Hey, Bob, this is Sally. My home has been on the market for months, and it hasn't sold. In fact, we have not had a buyer come through in the past month. Hmm. Any suggestions on what to change and what would be helpful? You know, down the road, we've got a show that's going to be detailed to what is wrong if your home is not selling. Why isn't it selling? But on the surface, let me just give you a couple of overviews. So the first thing that's the most important are the pictures. And I know you as a seller may not see the difference, but I would do this. I'd go on one of the websites. You know, it could be Realtor.com, Zillow. could go on uh, WeSellLouisville.com, which is our own website, and just do searches for homes that are out there on what and compare them. You'll see that some will be appealing and some won't. And the ones that are not appealing, it's because a professional photographer wasn't used, or in fact, they may the photographer may not have really done a good job. So that's the first thing. The first foot in the door for a buyer is going to look at your pictures. Do they have video that supports a tour of the home? Is there 3D video or pictures that take you through the home? Now, we do all this stuff, but that's above and beyond. Then you need to look at price. And to do that, I would suggest you get with your agent and sit down with them in front of a computer and compare your home to other homes in the neighborhood or immediate area surrounding your home because appraisers will stick in the immediate area to look for comparables. They're not going to go to the other side of town. They're not allowed to do that. So you need to make sure that your home is priced accurately and not only by the number of bedrooms or square footage, you want to look in the other homes and compare those homes to yours. So, for example, if you're priced at, let's just say, 300000 and another home in the area is priced at 300000 but the other home has granite countertops, stainless steel appliances, um, new cabinets, updated uh, bedrooms or bathrooms in terms of layout and um, granite, things like that, and yours doesn't, well, then you're overpriced just by 
virtue of what an appraiser will do. Because a lot of times, this time now, this year, last year, and the year before, because of the new regulations, we have to look at pricing through the eyes of an appraiser. And in Louisville, the appraisers are extremely, oh, what would I say? They're very detailed-oriented. And they will not allow a home to sell if it is priced too high. We see it all the time. It gets rejected. So you want to go in with the right price and make sure you're priced correctly. And if, for example, you're not happy, you want to call and get another opinion, you're allowed to reach me. I cannot reach out to you. So just give me a call at uh, 376-5483, 376-5483. When we come back, more of your phone calls. Also, we get an update on what the latest is in the world of real estate and what's happening with the those sales, which are phenomenal. But more on that in a minute. We'll take a break. In the studio with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736, and Lee Harris over at Limestone Title, 6497964. You're listening to the Louisville Real Estate Show on News Radio 840 WHAS. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokoler. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. Forty WHAS Bob Sakola Louisville Real Estate Show. We are joined by my son Greg on this Sunday morning. Good to see you there, buddy. I figured I'd join in. Yeah, glad to have you here. Hey, you know one of the things that uh, we continually think about when we sell homes and when we go to buy homes are some of the features that we've left behind in the 
old-style homes. Among those older features that we've left behind, guys, uh, in, in, for good or bad, I mean, some people still want them, are these segmented rooms there where they're smaller rooms. We've gone now to more of an open floor plan. So one of the things that some buyers want to throw back to a smaller room to be more cozy and more intimate. Another thing, and Greg, this is well before your time, but you've seen these when you've showed homes, is in the hallway, these little round areas that we would use in ancient times for phones. Mm-hmm. Because a long time ago, yeah. you know, we didn't have cell oh, phones. Yeah. 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 Well, even in the house I just built, the I... I chose to go against cat five cable because everything is wireless now so i figured uh-huh. why I even need to go that route so that's another generational gap that we'll see soon uh, essentially no and tr- that's true and builders still offer that cat five or cat six or and, whatever. and i found out in retrospect it's a good idea to have it there's one situation it's good to have it in the main room where your modem is going to be but um with wireless technology in the next couple of years it really will fade out yeah another thing that i think a lot of people always think about in when they're going and redoing their bathroom is a clawfoot tub which was an old school <coughs> excuse me, old style, and now people are coming back to it again in a more modern look. Unless you're a millennial and you, and, you don't and like, like those, right? Well, no, some of the master baths now don't have tubs at all. If, if yeah. you see just, some showers? Of just, just showers? Just showers. Yeah. Some of the trends now, there's a, a hallway bathtub. you got kids, so you can obviously give them a bath. But, you know, unless you really want that luxury, it's something that I think my generation, at least, is looking to get away from. Here's something that we are asked for when buyers are shopping for a home, and then when we go to sell their home, we asked them, did you ever use it? A couple of things. First of all, the Whirlpool tub. Do either of you have a, you, Greg, do you have a Whirlpool tub? Oh, I, no, no, no. No, no of no. course. Yeah. Yes. Greg, you do? So how long have you been in your house? Uh, 22 years. How often do you use the Whirlpool tub? Maximum twice a year. Twice a year. See? <laughs> Max. Max. <laughs> Lee? I do not have one, and I did have one and never used it. There you go. Um, formal dining rooms. How never. Many? Never. You never had one, or you never. I used have it? one and have never used it. Never used it. Right? Yes, we use it quite regularly. You do on a regular basis, Greg. No, we, you no, no yeah. we have a formal eating kitchen. <laughs> okay, so that's another thing. And then fireplaces. Now this is kind of on the cuff here. I mean, back yeah. and forth. So we have two fireplaces, and we use them both. Randy, a uh, gas fireplace. We use it quite regularly. Greg, we have a gas, and we use it regularly. Yeah. And so in my new house, Sandy and I have two fireplaces, and. Um, she would she would say to me in one of the rooms, our uh, media room, we she would say, "Listen, we want to write for the uh, for the cold weather. We want to light this fireplace." I said, "No, no, no. I don't know if we can, because and think about this with gas fireplaces. And if you don't have it enclosed in glass, when it heats up, the heat travels and above it, we have a, a flat screen TV, yeah. and it's been documented that if there's too much heat, it will destroy. Even if there's a little heat, it'll destroy the flat screen TV." So I had poo-pooed that. I said, okay, we'll put the one on in the living room. You know, the problem is a lot of the, all the heat goes up the chimney and you're wasting money, which is a real po- problem. But at the same time, um, we go ahead and I tested to surprise her. I tested the one in the media area, the family room, and it wasn't kicking off much heat at all. And I tested it over a period of an hour or two, and it was fine. So I called her in one day and said, hey, I got a surprise for you. And I showed her, and she loved it. Because it's a warm, cozy feeling. So, anyway, so that, those are some of the things that we've gotten away from. But really, in some cases, they're coming back again, along with paint colors. And I've hopefully we don't see green or 
avocado or the <laughs> brown appliances in the kitchen because that or orange countertops. That was that's not the way you want to go, and that's for sure. I don't think those are coming back anytime soon. All right, back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio eight forty WHS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Mary. Hey. I, I have noisy neighbors, and usually during the summertime, they get really loud. We have called Metro a couple of times, and they come out, and then they be quiet for a while, and then they're right back to what they're normally being noisy again. Is there anything we can do? Ooh. So, Lee, this is a, a concern. Noisy neighbors, she's called Metro. They come out. They go back to what they're doing. What? Any thoughts from your perspective at this point? Yes. Um. I mean, obviously, you have to call the police quote-unquote, um, if someone is violating noise ordinances, which we do have. Um, however, you know, that's pretty difficult to sustain and prove. Yep. I mean, they can come out and say you need to be quiet or whatever, <coughs> but um, that's going to be difficult to sustain over the long haul because there is a noise ordinance, but how can you prove it, you know, day to day? So, Yeah, so what you're saying is, Call the police. Right. Maybe the subdivision to make see a, if they have a, a report, complaint. Then, yeah. But there's nothing more you can do. Right. There's not much you can do. And I don't think suggesting to bake a cake and taking it over and asking to be quiet is going to no. cut it. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if anybody's got any suggestions, yes, we'd love to in. hear. Yeah, please. Just, <laughs> we're, at, we're stumped on this one. Um, and the by the way, the phone number to call, you can go to uh, askluval.com or call the phone number and leave a message on a recording and we'll get it on the air. Uh, 502-252-1890. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Amy. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying a home, and my realtor keeps talking about points, closing costs, and PMI. What are they? All right. Break it down, Randy. Points, points are uh, origination costs, basically. So if, let's real simple on a $200,000 house if you are charged a point it would be two thousand dollars and closing costs are part of the point would be part of that closing costs are your title charges and all third-party charges like your appraisal and things of that nature so on an average house in our scenario because we don't charge origination and all the above uh uh on a $150,000 $200,000 house you're between 13 and 1700 dollars in total closing Title insurance and everything, okay. and PMI, private mortgage insurance, is uh, above eighty uh, percent loan to value. The reason they do private mortgage insurance is because they have more full foreclosures because people don't have as much money invested. Or on FHA, uh, private mortgage insurance, you you put three and a half percent down, but it never goes away. Now, got it. A couple of quick things to let you know. The number of homes on the market below 3,000 as of this past week. That is in dire territory where we're seeing uh, just such a demand for homes. The absorption rate well below five months supply. That's a firm seller's market. So if you are thinking about selling your home, I got to tell you, we're putting them on the home on the market and selling them. We really do need listings. I mean, that just sounds crazy. We've got buyers that are looking for it. If you're thinking about doing it, now's the time to do it, give me a call at 376-5483. Also, we want to invite all of you, including you, Lee, and you, Randy, to join our Sekolar Medley team in the Best Buddies Friendship Walk on April 14th. The registration starts at 9 a.m. We love giving back. We want to get involved more and more and more with our community. The actual walk starts at 11 a.m. at Waterfront Downtown. The walk supports the Best Buddies Program of Kentucky, which helps intellectual and developmentally disabled people 
by in the Louisville area by matching them with a peer volunteer to form a buddy pair. And we're walking on behalf of one of our team members, uh, his son, Shane Hellinger. Shane's autistic and will benefit from the Best Buddies program, but they are taking registrations. If you want to walk with us or if you want to support or if you want to create a team like we've done, uh, send me an email, bob at com, and put in the subject line Best Buddies, and then I'll send you a link as to where to go uh, on online with the Best Buddies Friends friendshipwalk.org. It's a great organization, and it's just one of the things we want to do with reaching out. Finally, as we get ready to wrap up, just to let you know, the market continues to outperform in 2017, much better than 2016, and we expect an even better year here in 2018. Our thanks to Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 645-0736, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel at Limestone, Title and Escrow, 6497964 also thanks to my son Greg see you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS